0: Welcome to Bardstown Church of God Audio Sermons. We hope that this teaching will bless you. Share with us how God is moving in your life and how this message impacts you by visiting us online at bardstowncog.com. Are you ready? It's time for the Word. I want today to title my message, and they'll probably put it up here in a minute, is God's gift to you. God's gift to you. Look at your neighbor and say, God's gift to you. I want to share, first of all, my Christmas thoughts, okay? My Christmas thoughts. You, You have yours. I want to share some Christmas thoughts of mine, my memories of Christmas. As a child, my Christmases were the bomb. They were the best. Anticipating with such excitement as to what gift Eddie, that's what mama called me, and daddy, What Eddie was going to receive as a gift, I would pay close attention to the gifts wrapped under the tree, but would not know what was in those gifts or that gift until Christmas morning. Christmas mornings at the Lanehearts always began very, very early, very, very early with us kids running before daylight to mom and dad's bedroom, jumping on the bed. Get up, get up. It's Christmas. So I had, there was five of us kids and I was number four. And we would open our gifts. How many knows that receiving Christmas gifts are never enjoyed until you open them? Dude, I loved open gifts. The trashier it gets in the living room, the better I love it. Maybe you can identify with this with Christmas memories and thoughts. Growing up, me and my two brothers would view our three Christmas gifts Our gift boxes that were all the same size, wrapped the same identical way, with the same wrapping paper, and I suppose my parents thought, in their process of thinking, that we wouldn't be complaining about our gift if we all got the same thing. And guess what? We opened them up, and guess what we had? All three of us boys had the same identical thing. No jealousy, no fussing, no fighting. Some of y'all can identify with that. I must confess to you, as I have gotten older, Christmas seems to have lost a lot of its magic. But one of the best Christmases I ever had was on I-75 North. Northbound, and it was just this side of Newport, Kentucky, and Cincinnati, that big rest area there on the right. We decided, going to Grandma's house, In Cincinnati that we, five kids and mom and dad in a small car, we're going to have Christmas at the rest area. Dad opened up the trunk, and sure enough, there was my three gifts. Me and my brother, my two brothers, the same identical gift wrapped in the trunk. And we got the same identical thing, and it was toy soldiers, army men. And, and that was the best memorable Christmas I ever had. It was full of magic. But can I tell you that I, the older I've gotten, the more I, I feel like I've lost the magic. I think it's due from, and maybe you can identify with this, not just receiving one gift, but so many gifts. I think what it's done is created an ungratefulness. And so many of us, because many of you, as I look at you, probably when you grew up, if you got one gift. My wife and her sister sitting here, I remember them telling stories that their mom and dad with. 10 kids, and my wife, the baby, what they got was these little bags of fruit. Had an apple, an orange, a banana, and some walnuts in it. And just maybe a piece of candy. And they were grateful, and they were excited, but as time goes on, and you know, blessings come our way, and we seem to become just a little bit ungrateful. Here's the mindset of that. I already have that. I don't like that. I want something else. Isn't it amazing that we purchase gifts for people we don't even like? And they exchange it with us and they don't like us either? Maybe that'll happen with your family. Hope not. Let me ask you this. Talking about Christmas thoughts. I'm going to get into the word of God. I'm setting you up. How many likes gifts that come with a lifetime warranty? Now, Some of you all like, well, I'm done with it after a while, but I can remember when I worked for Heister Company that when I first started working, I needed tools. And my tools, just in the, forgive me for this language, and I hope you're not offended, but my tools sucked. (laughs) Taiwan. China. And I'd wear them out, them tools, so quick. But I remember when I got my craftsman tool set, that friend, I had a lifetime warranty. And all of a sudden, it meant so much to me. There's a lot of gifts that come with lifetime warranties. How many times have you said or heard it said, I don't know what to get them for Christmas. Spend all this time thinking, what do I get them? I don't know what to get them. Friend, I want to tell you, today, God's gift to you is what I want to preach about today. I want to tell you this, that God's gift that he's been giving hasn't changed for over 2,000 years. He just keeps giving and offering the same gift year after year after year. Number one, God's gift to you, what is it? His love. Does everybody want to be loved? I don't know of anybody that don't want to be loved. How many knows the people that we thought loved us has hurt us the most? How many knows that even people you know that they love you and you love them at some point in your relationship, you've hurt them? Well, can I tell you, God is love. His gift to you is love. It is divine love. It's called agape. It's called unconditional, unfailing love. Can I tell you, the love of God has never disappointed me. When I thought He had, all I knew was that He was working all things together for the good to them that love Him and are called according to His purpose. When I thought He was hurting me, He was setting me up for my greatest blessing. Listen, God is love, it's divine love. I mean, it's it's a heavenly love. Listen, there's not many gods. We have come to a place in America where, well, you just choose the God that you want to serve because we're all, it's He's all it's all the same God, and we're all going to the same place. But the God that I know is the God that was in the beginning that created the heavens and the earth. His name was Elohim. Elohim means that He's supreme, that there is no other gods. Any other gods is man-made. They were created by man. And here's one of the things that is really troubling today. is humanism. And people who will make themselves as God themself, and like they're in total control of everything in their life. And can I tell you, I read in the Word of God, it is in Him that we live, we move, we have our being. Friend, you won't take another breath if God don't give it to you. You'll not see Christmas morning unless God allows you to have a Christmas morning. You will not enjoy the blessings of Christmas. You'll not enjoy life until you've given your life over to the love that God loves you with. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. From the beginning of creation, we find in the beginning that it was the Trinity. The Trinity. We serve the triune God. And it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when you read in the beginning, it said that God created the heavens and the earth. Watch this. And the Spirit moved across the face of the waters of the deep. It was darkness and it was void. And then God said, let there be light and there was light. And then he goes on and he said, let us, U.S., not United States, but us. He's talking about Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He said, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness. Let's make them male and female. I I don't know who you think you are, but I'm like God. I've been made in his image, in his likeness, and so have you. Have you ever heard someone say, you talk about God's gift to you is love. Have you ever said this to someone or they've said it to you? Have you ever had someone say, I love you? And their reply was, how can you love me? You just met me. How can you love me? You don't know me. Listen, I, I tell you what, my wife and I, we've been married 44 years, coming up 45. And and I'll never forget when I told her I loved her. I knew I was going to marry the first time I met, seen her. First date, I knew it. i was like, oh, boy. I said, yes, Jesus, that's my, that's mine. Didn't take me but a minute to fall in love with that. And, and, and I'll never forget the first time I told her I loved her. She says, no, you don't. You're infatuated. And so she just kept telling me that. And I just kept on telling her, I love you. I'm not infatuated. So just so you know, the way I deal with that now, I've been infatuated for 45 years. David, I've been infatuated. I've been in love for 45 years. And can I tell you, it just keeps getting deeper and better and better. And can I tell you, that's what happens with the love of God. When you understand the depth of his love, you just keep falling in love with him over and over and over again. See, sometimes that's the way it is. But... Listen, I was thinking as I was preparing for this message, I go to Planet Fitness, okay? And so there's this guy I met there, and so we've built a relationship, and I, I've been going long enough, I'm starting to build a relationship with some folks, and they, they're comfortable with talking to me, and I'm comfortable with talking to them. I'll never forget, he was going through a very difficult time, and, and it's right there in Planet Fitness, up front, in front of the window, in front of everybody, I said, can I pray for you? And he just kind of, and I prayed for him. And he thanked me. And I'll never forget, as we built that relationship, one day I said, I love you. And he went. (laughs) And I said, I love you with the love of God. And he got it real quick. Can I tell you that the love of God inside of you Causes you to love. If if we don't love people, we don't know God. That's what 1 John 4 tells us. Some people said, how could God love me? He don't know me. How can God love me? He doesn't know me. But yet I hear the word of God in Psalms 139. Said, O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, my entire life, everything I do. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down, and you are intimately acquainted with all of my ways, even before there is a word on my tongue still unspoken. Behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have enclosed me behind and before and you have placed your hand upon me. Such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high above me. I cannot reach it and so when someone says that how can God love me guess what God knows you he knows everything about you when you wake up when you lie down when you think something before you speak it he knows it and here's one more thing his son Jesus said in Luke 12 and 7 that God knows every number of the hairs on your head it don't take him long to count mine because there is none but I don't care if you got a full head of hair or it's fallen out God knows every time one has fell out and can I tell this God knows every tear that you shed all the pain that you go through feeling unloved but let me declare unto you the love of God that passeth all understanding listen God's God's love is not just words sister Carol I appreciate so much the other day at your dad's funeral when at some point you told me or maybe the night before but at the viewing, but you told me that your mom always taught you that it's easy to say, I love you. It's another thing to live out that love. It's a, it's one thing to say, I love you, but it's another thing to show it. Love is an action verb. It's not just words. I, I'll tell you this. I, my mind goes back to when I was 15 years old and dad was preaching on love at the Berea church of God. And this old man and woman, they were probably near 90 years old and, and got to the back door and, and, Dad had said in the sermon, said, you men, you need to tell your wife, every once in a while, you need to tell them you love them. Well, Brother Todd gets to the back door and he said, Brother Lanehart, he said, I told that woman 58 years ago I loved her when I married her and that's enough. I don't know what kind of woman you're married to, Raleigh, but mine wants to hear me say, I love you. Yeah, Ronnie, you got to tell Becky you love her. Yeah, 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 Richie. you got to tell her. Eugene, you got to tell her you love her. Yes, Carl, you got to tell her. Listen, God's love is, is made known to you with a gift. It's an unspeakable gift. You can't describe it. You can say it. You can say you received it. But it's indescribable. Because the word of God says it's an unspeakable gift. It's indescribable. What is it? Number two. God's gift is his son. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so in other words God the reason that he loves and you can say he loves is because he was willing to give his son for you and guess what it is the same gift for everyone there's no f- sh- favoritism it's wrapped the same way for everybody nobody needs to feel jealous and left out it doesn't matter what hour you come in and when you get saved if it's when you're a teenager or a small boy or you're middle aged or on your deathbed that thing of it is, is God so loved you unconditionally. Yes, Jesus would leave the splendor of heaven. Remember when I said that in the beginning God and Jesus was there. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. That's Jesus. Jesus would leave the splendor of heaven to come to this earth. This earth. Earth that was full of sin and debauchery. Sin of where men that He had created had forgotten Him. But can I tell you how significant the birth of Jesus is? That over 700 years before Jesus was wrapped in a manger in swaddling clothes and born to a virgin Mary, Isaiah said 700 years before. Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Can I tell you, God so loved us that he would speak to a prophet and say somewhere down the road, I'm going to send my son. You tell him he's coming and a virgin girl is going to give birth and that which she gives birth by, no man is going to have anything to do with it. It's going to be the third person of the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost that she's going to conceive. Micah the prophet 700 years approximately but thou even told where he'd be born at but thou Bethlehem though thou be little among thousands of Judah yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth has been from old and from evermore Isaiah chapter 9 and 6 says his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. That's our God right there. Amen, amen. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to get with this. For what purpose did Jesus come? Why did God give his son Jesus? It was to die for the sins of the world. Man sinned in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve. What was Adam's sin? I'm just going to wrap it up. Disobedience. Anytime you or I sin, it's because of disobedience. We know the word of God, should know it. And when we sin against the word and we know we're supposed to do, he that, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not is sin. Uh, the 10 commandments, they're still, they're still relevant today. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And the second Jesus said is love your neighbors yourself. Thou shalt have no other God. And, and it goes on and all of these things. But if that's not enough, we have the Spirit of God in us that leads us and guides us into all truth if we're a Christian. Man's sin in the beginning, what was Adam's sin? It was disobeying God. The curse of sin came upon all, all humanity. For Romans 3 and 23 says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What did Jesus come to do as God's gift to us? Jesus came to redeem humanity. Buy back, purchase us with his own blood. Ephesians, somebody say the word of God preach the word. I'm preaching the word. Ephesians 1 and 7. In him, Jesus, we have redemption. That is our deliverance and our salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace. Jesus is God's gift To humanity. His love is proven. When God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. The wages of my sin was death. But the gift of God. The gift of God. The gift of God. Is eternal life through Christ Jesus. His son. See. Point number three is this, is God's gift, His Son, is to be received. If God gave His Son as a gift to the world, then He has to be received. There have been many people who have received God's gift. If you've received God's gift, His Son, Jesus, you've been redeemed by His blood. He hung and died on the cross. He was buried and rose again the third day. You've confessed that. You said, I'm a sinner and I need salvation. If that's you, you've received the gift. Give God a praise right now because you've received the gift. I wish I had 50 people that was radically saved this morning that could jump to your feet and say, I'm saved. I'm born again. I've been redeemed. I've accepted the gift. My Christmas started, my real Christmas, my real Christmas started when I got saved. Listen, I, I love Santa Claus, but can I tell you, Santa Claus didn't redeem me, but Jesus Christ redeemed me. Can tell, I tell you, my mom and dad's been good to me, but my heavenly father has been better to me than I ever could imagine. Hallelujah. There's many that's opened God's gift to them. I don't know about you, but I had no way, and I, I believe I'm speaking for everybody, Let's receive Jesus Christ. There was no way to understand what I opened up when I opened my heart up and received that gift. You can't explain it. The old timers, you say it's better felt than tote. My dad, when he got saved, he was a drunkard, alcohol, you know, he was a womanizer, all that, but when he got saved, he goes into Coca Cola plant. On a Monday morning, they said, they were going, what's happened to Levi? He ain't cussing. He don't smell like alcohol. What's up with Levi? He's smiling. He's friendly. Some of those closest to him said, Levi, what's going on with you? He said, I got saved last night down on Estela Avenue in Richmond, Kentucky. Gave my life to the Lord, and I'm a new man. Can I tell you that when you get saved, people will know about it and your dog that you've been kicking is going to know about it. Your kids that's been hiding out of your anger and you want to beat them instead of love them and not provide for them. When you become a new man, those kids know that something happened to you. Does anybody know that something changed in you when you opened the gift? Let me ask you this. This is some of those Christmas thoughts. Have you been around someone at Christmas and you couldn't Wait till they opened up their gift. I mean, you're sitting there and they're you're like, like, "What?" Well, I want to save the, I want to save the wrapping, and I want to save the ball. I'll wrap that for somebody else, and I'll use it next year. I'll just let you know, if you give me a gift, it's probably going to be like a wreck when I get through opening it. You sit beside them and you know what you've got them, or you know what the gift is, or you know what they've been been purchased for them. And you say, well, open it. Well, ain't you going to open it? Hurry, open it. Just before I go, people drive me crazy. Just get on with it. Well, God's been waiting for you, someone in this room. Somebody watching by the way of live stream. God's been waiting for you to open his gift. He's saying to you, come on, open it. What are you waiting for? I'm saying to somebody in this room today, come on. Open the gift that God's given you, His love. He proved it at Calvary. He proved it this time of the year, sending His Son, Jesus Christ, over 2,000 years ago. Here's a sad truth. Many have and continue to reject God's gift. They will not open their gift. Think, Think with me about this gift. Upon you receiving the gift that God's given you, His love, and proving it with His Son, Jesus you become a new person. All your sins are forgiven. Everything that would keep you from going to heaven, the debt was paid in full at Calvary when you accepted that gift. But most of all, you have eternal life. A lifetime warranty. I have a lifetime warranty. I read in the Word of God that I am sealed until the day of redemption. I read in the Word of God that no man can pluck me out of his hand. So I have a lifetime warranty, and so do you. It's a gift for everyone. Brother Barry, just if he's in the room, I don't know if he is. Yeah, very come very quietly and play softly. Upon receiving him, Jesus coming into your heart and your life. He comes in through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Remember the Trinity? 1 John 4 and 13 says, By this we know with confident assurance that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given unto us the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of us. There's so many people, their lives are wrecked. I have family members, their lives are a wreck. And if they just open the gift up, if they would just receive God's love and his matchless gift with a lifetime warranty, eternal life. You know what? When I think about a lifetime warranty, I think about for this life and the life to come conclusion how many of you have or will receive gifts you don't want or you will not use don't answer that but can I tell you I remember sometimes that I thought the the gift that I did not want as a small child was the toy I played with the most Became the best gift I ever received, and I want to tell you sometimes it's hard to open the gift that God gives you because it means letting go. It means letting go. See, some of the gifts that I've received as a over time, I mean, I'm sure I can find a ugly sweater teenagers that somebody's given me in the past. I can pull it out of the closet and wear it tonight. Never wore it before. <laughs> But I might wear it tonight. Hope no I don't think anybody's given me a sweater since I've lived here, so why is Jesus not appealing? Why is he not appealing? I'll tell you why, because the God of this world, the devil, he offers fortune. He offers fame, unbridled sex, drugs. And it all leads to eternal separation from God. But God's gift is freedom. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God's gift offers forgiveness, peace, healing, a hope, a new life. But most of all, it offers eternal life in heaven. It means not perishing, and dying a second death, which is the lake of fire. Have you watched others open their gift and wished that you could receive what they received? There's people in this room today that they more than likely have been watching your life I said, boy, I'd like to receive that. I'd like to have what they've got. And Maybe you're sitting here today and you say, well, that pastor and those people, and you're watching by the way of life, they seem to be happy people. Can I tell you, we are a happy people. We pass from death unto life. We have escaped the lake of fire. We know we have the promise, a lifetime warranty. God's gift today is for everyone. The same gift is for everyone. Whosoever will, let him come. Romans 10 and 13. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How does God feel about all this? What would really wrap this up and say, God loves me and God wants me to receive this gift? First Timothy 4 and 2 says, God wishes all people to be saved. All people. To be saved. And come to the knowledge and recognition of the divine truth. Would you stand? If you can look at me as close as you can and look me in the eye if you can. I can't see that far back, but I think you can know if you're staring at this preacher. How can you hear without a preacher? That's Romans 10. talks How can you hear without a preacher? How can I preach? How can a preacher preach unless he has been sent? I've been sent today to share with you God's gift to you, His Son. If you've not received God's gift, you can receive it now. Will you believe on Jesus Christ, God's son, for that everlasting life, that lifetime eternal warranty? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting on? Open it. Open the gift now. Today is the day of salvation. For anyone in this room would say, it's time for me to receive the gift and open it up from God. We pray that you were blessed by this message. For more information about Bardstown Church of God, please visit us online at bardstowncog.com. Have a great week.